Well, hello and welcome to What's Brewing, CISPA. What's Brewing, CISPA is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISPA past president. As this is our Tuesday news show, it's just me and you and the news. Dana will join us on the Friday show for our weekending show. So let's get this going. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the soon-to-end What's Brewing Ceasefire show, as we're getting closer to episode number 200. Let's start with our first cups. Uh, I think I've talked about this on a prior show, that yes, we're going to hit 200 uh, in a matter of a week or so, and that is kind of when we're going to wrap up at this point on What's Brewing Ceasefire. But until then, we have a couple more news hours and then hopefully a few interviews on shows and we'll be done before the end of the month. Wow, a little live music there. That's what happens when you slip on a few real easy to touch buttons on your Rodecaster Pro. So today's news, we're going to do live here. We've got a number of items that have come up. And of course, we always start with stuff from the feds. So federal student aid put out a notice at the end of last week. It was a general announcement to let us all know that volume five for the 2022-2023 federal student aid handbook is now available. So they're ahead of time on this, which is good because this is the volume that covers withdrawals and return of title four funds. So R2T4 is in here. So, this is available online. It is a digital version that you can work from right online. And then there's a PDF. So I will give you the link to the notice from FSA regarding its availability. Onward we go to state news. Uh, Student Aid Commission just recently put out a number of special alerts and ops memos or operations memos. So let's start at the top here with a couple important special alerts. First one came out just last week for all of us to let us know about the Golden State Teacher Grant Program and some important dates regarding it for the current school year. So for the 2021-2021-22 school year, the Golden State Teacher Grant Program application closing dates are as follows. So the application actually closed on March 31st, but here's one that matters. Institutions of higher education and lo local education agencies may continue to verify eligibility and revise payments for students through your web grants account through June 30th. And if you have any questions, you can always email them at the Golden State Teachers at csac.ca.gov email address. The other a uh, special alert that came out has quite a few more dates. So they built a little chart into it. This is uh, number 39, came out on June 8th. And this is the 2021-22 year-end reconciliation for Cal Grant and what we call the Middle Class Scholarship Program. So uh, in case you needed to know, because what happens is with Sunaid Commission, they have to, in a sense, close out everything for one school year before they get the next school year going 
on top of the one that follows thereafter. And what that means is, you know, right now we're in the middle of the 2021-22 school year. Come fall is the 2022-23 school year. And on October 1st of this fall, we'll have the opening of the 2023-24 FAFSA. So in a sense, as soon as the FAFSA becomes available to everybody, the SUNE Commission is taking in FAFSA results and determining Cal Grant eligibility. So because of that, <clears throat> they have to, in a sense, close out this whole current school year to be ready to have the next two of them going at one time. So June 30th, 5 p.m. Pacific time, is the deadline for students to submit a new 2021-22 DREAM Act application, and it's a deadline for institutions to submit grant record changes on the G21 form that could potentially create new awards. Then comes September, September 9th. That's the deadline to make any corrections to submit through the DREAM Act form and a deadline for institutions to submit school change upload files. This is like moving an awarded student from one campus roster to another. And then comes September 16th. That is the deadline for institutions to submit grant roster payment files. So keep that in mind, everybody. And for our UC friends and Cal State University friends, they should finalize reconciliation of all their 2021-22 middle-class scholarship accounts by that date, September 16. For more details, I will give you the direct link to the special alert so you know what's going on. Moving on to a couple ops memos, as we call them, or operations memos. One sent out uh, June 8th here from the commission. For the 2022-23 high school graduation date verification, specifically for colleges. So this is guidance regarding the 2022 high school graduation date verification process for new entitlement awards for the coming school year. So keep in mind, uh, all my friends there at colleges, that you know students who are awarded Cal Grant entitlements for the first time, usually right out of high school. Those awards are placed on hold until the high school graduation date is verified. And there's different ways that can be done. Uh, but in particular for colleges that are doing this on behalf of the students, you know, maybe more four-year schools do this because they're going to have high school diplomas more often and other information to show that they were a high school graduate. Not always the case at the community colleges because that's not a requirement to apply. So we don't always have that specific information. But if you want to do an upload through Web grants, you can do so. You can also send individual student records and update those through web grants. So there's information in the ops memo on how to handle this. And then lastly, the last ops memo here that came through. Let me click on this, bring it up. It's about the opening of the 2021-22 summer term roster. So the student aid commission... Just reminding us here that, you know, summer is the trailer for the academic year. So that means for Cal Grant purposes and such, fall semester is always the start of the school year. And then you have maybe a winter session or spring, and then summer is your ender. Versus some other types of aid programs like Pell Grant. Pell Grant could be the header and uh, summer could be the start of the academic year. But in the case of Cal Grant, it's a trailer. 
And just as a reminder, you know, they tell us, you know, as other terms, summer payments should be dispersed based on enrollment status at census date or its equivalent. And reminder, summer payments will reduce remaining Cal Grant eligibility for a given student. So this is just some reminder about how to handle summer aid before and after July 1st, depending upon when your uh, sessions start, because there are some interesting things regarding new Cal Grant B recipients and receiving summer payments in their first year. Things I did not know. So uh, I'm not going to give you all the details because this rarely affects me, but <laughs> to let you know, this memo came out just today. This is Ops Memo 2022-19. Now, continuing on to some news from our friends over at NASFA. So, Department of Ed just announced that they've appointed Jordan Matsudera as its first ever chief economist to help guide some policymaking and serve as a liaison between some different areas of the federal government. In particular, he'll work with the Office of the Chief Data Officer at Department of Ed the Institution for Education Sciences, I guess that's a part of Department of Ed too, I looked that one up, and Federal Student Aid, and of course the general research community. You know, the idea here is kind of to build out a whole new area with a chief economist, but as I noted uh, when reading the little article here at the NASA website, uh, Jordan is actually moving from his current work as Deputy Undersecretary for the Department into this new role. So congrats on Department of Ed for seeing the need and trying something new here. Hopefully that will bridge data reviews and some decision-making at the department coming from an economist's view. Now to some other news report out there. And this one did, I, I, I took the NASA article, even though there was articles at some other places out in the higher ed world. This one was regarding the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau just announced last Thursday that it's taken action against the owner of a student loan debt relief company that appears that allegedly, without authorization, withdrew hundreds of thousands of dollars from students' borrowers' bank accounts by obtaining this information from a previous debt relief scammer that the agency had actually shut down just six years ago. So in this one, Frank Gabase, G-E-B-A-S-E, Jr., so we don't want to, you know, muddy the name of the father here, uh, is the person in question, uh, and he was a CEO and sole owner of a company called Processing uh, Student Loans. At least that was the website that he owned. And it was out of San Diego. And so the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau alleges he obtained student loan account and billing information for hundreds of borrowers that had initially worked with the Student Aid Institute, which was a company shut down by the agency back in 2016. So uh, there's already a proposed settlement out there for him to pay up to a victim's relief fund uh, and uh, also seeking some additional relief to redress, as, as the department says, or the bureau, I should say, to redress injury to consumers resulting from this operation. 
So I'll give you the link to the NASFA story, but you may see it in some other news stories about these debt relief uh, scams in a sense. Moving on to an article from Inside Higher Ed. This one's more on the general front of things. Just uh, And what I really liked about this here was the article covered a number of things about state higher ed funding and how it's actually risen in the last year or so. Uh, it's got some really good charts and graphs. I can tell you that much. Uh, but some of the big takeaways here that they note in the article was that, you know, full-time enrollment declined f- by 3% overall in higher ed from 2020 to 2021. Again, driven lowly, uh, you know, driven largely by lower enrollment numbers at community colleges. But inflation-adjusted education appropriations at the state level increased by $400 per student. You know, there's a lot more in the numbers here talking about net tuition, declining stimulus funds and what the effect was on this overall. And again, the fact about community colleges really helped drag down the whole thing because we lost a higher percentage of students overall. So definitely worthwhile reading over there at Inside Higher Ed. And then on to our last story. I forgot to say this was going to be a short day for news because there wasn't a whole lot out there that was new and newsy. We'll probably get a lot more in the next week or so because we do have student loan debt forgiveness continually circling around as a topic in, uh, at the Washington, D.C. level. So my last article here comes from University Business, and it's more general about higher education here, not specifically about financial aid, but definitely about finances. Article is called Why 50% of Gen Z Students Say They See Less Value in College Degrees. And so this comes from a survey from ECMC and Vice Media about attitudes and thoughts towards college. And so what they're saying here is that, you know, these students, Gen Z students, our younger students, seeing, saying they see less value in college degrees based upon the survey, they believe college degree is not necessary. Nearly half of these surveyed students, and it was over 1,000 students surveyed, do not believe a college degree is necessary to get them to where they want to be in the future. You know, this certainly uh, jives with how higher ed has lost, you know, over a million plus students over the past two years attending schools. You know, even if you roll in the hot job market that we're in right now, you know, losing value in the minds of young people can't be good for colleges overall. The article and the survey, which is linked inside of it, also goes on to talk about how students say colleges aren't doing enough to prepare them for future careers and that colleges need to create shorter paths to credentials. And don't forget about college affordability. That's all addressing it. I printed out the, uh, this uh, little survey. It's not too long. It's about 13, 14 pages. Definitely an easy read overall. And again, it's sponsored by ECMC Group and Vice Media. So I'll give you the link to the university business uh, article on this, and you can go from there. It's free to view as as I can tell, but you may get it to pop up here and there about some things. Let's take a little musical break, 
and we'll come back for the last quick segment here on the show. Today you only had one cup, so we're going to make that last little bit of a sip a quick one. So, do I have any I dare you to? I don't know if I've had any really good ones lately, but I'll make certain that me and Dana have some very good ones for you come Friday on the Friday show, which we'll probably tape early. we got a staff luncheon to do in the afternoon for a new staff person in the office. If anything, I'll tell you, um, you know, if you haven't gone to, you know, some kind of convention or show type thing recently, go out and do that. I know some friends of mine went to one uh, on Star Wars down in Anaheim just recently. But then also I know uh, some friends who went to the National Association of Music Merchandisers, N-A-M-M, NAM. The National uh, Association had their conference convention down in Anaheim also uh, maybe about a month or so ago and that one I went to many many years ago and it was a lot of fun Uh, you literally get to see everyone who you know produces manufactures musical instruments sheet music recording equipment and all kinds of things now the Star Wars one was interesting because the photo sent back was you know again very uh, in-depth without saying nerdy or geeky Star Wars materials at the show. And then me, myself, I went just a week ago to a high-end audio show down in uh, the Long Beach area. And that was very exciting. Um, uh, I went with a friend. It was like we went into one of the uh, sound rooms. And uh, the only thing we came out with was we really should have made it the last one on the list. Because it was so impressive. Everything else thereafter really paled. Even though everything was at any of these rooms that we were listening to demos of equipment and all. We're probably better than both of our stereos combined. So go out there, find yourself a show or convention uh, to go to and have some fun. But anyways, everyone, it's a quick news day. We're going to get in and out of here pretty kind of quick. We'll have a little bit of news next week, I'm sure. But otherwise, we're moving on. So I want to thank you, our audience, for tuning in today. And of course, thank Dana for being my creative collaborator with studio 1051 which what's brewing ceasefire is a production of this has been episode number 196 recorded tuesday june 14th 2022 have a good day everyone and have a good week